A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's pathological at this stage. (laughs) (laughs) It's Cup Final Week. This is 20 Minute Tims. I'm your host, Jamie. And to discuss it, I'm joined by Melly. Yes. And Stephen. What's happening? Not an awful lot, mate. Well, actually, an awful lot is happening. Patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims for all your cup final coverage. We're going to have live pre-match cup final breakfast. We're going to have scouting podcasts. We're going to have match reaction as usual. And you can get all of it by going all in on patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims. Melly, cast your mind back. Last time Celtic played Rangers in a cup final, 2019. The Fraser Foster final. I will settle for not another repeat of that because <laughs> no. I could. I, could, I don't think I could handle two games like that in one lifetime. But I will take the result. How are you feeling? Oh, I, I get nervous now. Getting nervous. The the Fraser Foster one. Just every emotion under the sun. The relief at the final was immense, but that was because the game was so intense and we were on the back foot so much. So wouldn't like a repeat of that. Would like to win the cup. So it's building up to it now that. You go through every single scenario. Ah, we beat them last time, but the time before that we could beat. So getting nervous now, looking forward to it, then getting nervous, then looking forward to it, but bring it on. Stephen, that was a reckless, reckless game of football. Well, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, I don't know what the approach was. I don't know what Neil Lennon's idea was, right? But it terrified the life out of me. But it worked. It worked. <laughs> but it worked. Charm. <laughs> it, was, it was so perfect. Football what to do and is, <laughs> What to do is concede at least about 14 guilt edge chances, <laughs> save a penalty, go down to 10 men and still win. What a charm. Well done. Well done, Neil. The master, master stroke. Well, a lot of people are saying, you know, in relation to Joe Hart, you, 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 we have kind of said on this podcast um, in the past, and, and people have said online now, I the thing about Joe Hart, he's never had the Boric game. He's never had the Fraser Foster game. Yeah, yeah. The point is, we well, don't want one no, of those. No, never, ever, <laughs> never do want, want You don't want your goalkeeper to be the hero. It's fine looking back on these, and if you if you win that, is, it's fine looking back on them fondly as the, the day that Fraser Foster 
truly became a legend because of that game. He had a, a final that could effectively be named after him now. Yep. But you don't want to sit through it. I absolutely no, don't no. want to sit through it. That was absolutely painful, that game. Uh, excruciating. 2019 as well, in the before times. Yep. Yes. As well, back when yeah. the world was was, was, was <laughs> innocent and young and we were never going to grow old. The sun was never going to go down. It was 2019. It was, um, it was a different it was a different Celtic team. It was a, certainly a different yeah. Celtic team with a different Celtic manager. Um, I think the question this week, the one that most people are going to be thinking about is what's Ange's approach going to be to the game? What are Celtic selection going to look like? Yeah, it's in, one, in many ways it's kind of you think the, the team will probably pick itself, but not necessarily. There are a few things up for grabs. We have we've got a couple of players who missed out in the last game. Were they being rested? But probably not. Aaron Moy missed out entirely in the last game. So there are things you could you could talk about when it comes to selection. But the approach will be look. It's the same as it's business mm -hmm. as usual for Ange Postecoglou Celtic team. You go out and try and win the game. Well, secondary is trying to win the game. Firstly, is trying to play the football that we know we we, yeah. we can. And as a result of that, as a as a byproduct of Celtic playing the way that we know and they know they can, that's when you win the game. If I want to rewind the clock, now this is quite extraordinary. It was only what twenty nineteen. So how many years ago is that now? Four years ago, yeah. right? There's only one player remaining that started that game that is still at Celtic. It's obviously Callum McGregor. Yeah. Foster, Frimpong, Julian, Ayer, Hayes, oh my God, Johnny Hayes, <laughs> uh, Scott Brown, Forrest, Ryan Christie, Ilianusi, Lewis Morgan up front. Um, Callum McGregor's definitely going to start in midfield melee, but who do you think will be in beside him? Uh, Hatate for a start, mm. uh, the maestro, and hopefully Aaron Moy. So looking for Aaron Moy to come back, I think uh, hopefully the injury isn't too bad. It's just a wee knock and he missed that game. Him and Hatati have been sensational. Mm. Cal McGregor uh, look, as well. You might as well just talk about Hatati. He's on the agenda to talk about anyway. <laughs> I just want to get straight to him. It's it's ridiculous now. Aye, aye. And it's getting to the point where um, we were running out of superlatives and we're running out of jokes. Yeah. And we're running out of funny ways to say that I don't want uh, any more highlights of this guy broadcast on the internet. I want to <laughs> completely lock down, complete blackout of Hatati because I don't want anyone stealing him. Yeah, Stephen spoke last week how Celtic might be lucky and might hang on to him because of his age. But now on this form, people will be taking notice. People will be taking notice, and I'm definitely taking notice because I love watching the guy play. There's, I've said it before, but I can't, I can't pinpoint a player to think. Oh, he's, he's kind of like him. I think it's just going to be this guy's real Hitati. He's a brilliant player for Celtic, and just enjoy him while he can because he's sublime to watch. He can change games in an instant, but. He's not one of the. He's not the usual number ten sort of player where you think ah he's that kind of guy or he's not that deep like playmaker sort of guy. He's just real Hitati and he <laughs> does what real Hitati does. He's utterly phenomenal at football. Just the way he goes through the games, the passes he can pick out, the way he can see space, deliver a ball miles away, and then be on the end of it. Mm. And he's bringing finishing to his game as well. He seems to be getting better and better as the season goes on and we've seen it last year when he came in he got off to that blistering start then he sort of started to fade off a bit and we're seeing this year what a fit Hitati when he's not got the full season and then comes here can do and it's frightening to watch for other teams It should be frightening for Rangers but it's, it's quite funny because Rangers have got this habit in this country they just bring in some guy I've never heard of right? Cantwell for example I mean I'd heard of him he'd had an okay season but he kind of drifted out Rangers managed to get him and then immediately all the talk is that's a ten million pound player. The one, <laughs> and he's done. You just got him for nothing. I know. Yes. You just got him for. You've just got him for. He's instantly a ten million pound player. And you look through that Rangers midfield that Hatati's going to be up against, and you think 
they don't have anything close to Rio Hattati. And, and I know you, it's, it's, you kind of get nervous talking like this before big games because, you know, people throw it back at you and all that. But I can see 100% confidence. There is not one player on that Rangers team that can pull off any sort of performance close to what we've seen from Rio Hattati close to what we saw against Aberdeen Rio Hattati well it's quite careless of Norwich isn't it it was Cantwell was it yeah, Norwich yes, wasn't yes, it yeah. quite careless of him to let him go for nothing and then you're joking 10 million <laughs> I know. something we should have told us we gave him away for absolutely nothing and no one else bid for him <laughs> <laughs> Rio, Rio Hattati I mean that performance against Aberdeen one for the ages really mm. I, I would urge everyone within the sound of my voice to, if you get the opportunity if you're sitting doing nothing of an afternoon anytime soon go back and watch it again because it was absolutely special from Real Do you know reminded me of? You know sometimes when you're like older and you've got a wee brother he's much younger than you or a wee nephew or whatever and you're playing FIFA and he comes into your room and he's like what's that you're playing all this FIFA and then you go oh can I play you just give him a controller right and you let him go one of the teams but then you're actually just absolutely ripping the piss that's yeah. what it was like watching <laughs> Hatati just dance about yeah. these Aberdeen players take the ball off them play passes cover half cover massive yardage to pick the ball up pop it through people's legs take the ball back finish it you're just like this guy's on a different level and it wasn't just the goals as well it was everything he did it mm. was one of those games where everything just clicked for him the through balls go and watch his, the through balls he was playing it was him that played the ball through I think for the weird penalty decision Aye. as well we still to get a penalty and then got the mm. penalty cancelled uh, a couple of minutes later but a long, for a long time we've been talking about Rio Hattati and when he first signed there was a lot of talk about the mistakes he makes and the balls he gives away and his stamina wasn't up to much in the first season because he, he was tired as, as Mele has already alluded to and we, we spoke for a long time about how I bet you leave that guy in because he's always trying to make things happen He's even if he's given the ball away he's always trying to make things happen against Aberdeen we saw what happens when everything does happen yeah. for him so we saw the culmination of Rio Hattati into a fully-fledged, proper like Celtic midfield. I mean, it seems almost disrespectful or almost like downplaying it to say that because I think he's one of Celtic's best players in the yeah. last, like, one of Celtic's best midfielders in the last 20-odd years or something. I think Hatati is outstanding. But with that performance, it's it's no longer about what he's capable of doing. And, and he, you say it gets better and better and that becomes just one of the things you sort of say about mm. footballers. He does. He literally yeah. does just keep getting better and better. But the, I, I just I can't see where this the the this ceiling is for him. It, it could just continue to do, continue to improve and improve. But what we saw in, uh, against Aberdeen was when everything works for him absolutely yeah. perfectly. Not, I mean, I'm not talking about like a hundred percent of every passing in that, but all of the key moments that Hatati was involved in in that game worked for him and. It's been coming. He's been threatening to do this for a long time and it finally happened against Aberdeen. Can we get my green gum shield though? <laughs> yeah. Is it out of the question? The things cost about two quid. I know. Can we, can we please get my green yeah, can we please get my green one? It's ruining the highlights, isn't it? <laughs> he bears his big grin, his big toothy grin, or what would be a toothy grin, were they not covered by a blue gum shield as well? In the world of everything being branded to win within an inch <laughs> yeah. of its life and Celtic trying to flog things, you think they could find some green gum <laughs> yeah. shields with Hatati's name on them they flog? Melly said he wants Aaron Moy in midfield. I've got to be honest. I think with the Hamden, I know Moy's a good player. Obviously, we like Aaron Moy here. Aaron, Instagram comments, open them. Um, <laughs> we we like Aaron Moy. Yeah, we're, we're big fans. We don't have to reiterate that. Um, even though I did check uh, the record, bud. Check the record, bud. Yeah. we've been we've been on that and Moy thing for a while. But with the Hamden pitch, and I think what I want to see from Celtic is total domination. Because that putrid little man um, 
Michael Beale <laughs> has had a lot to say for himself. He's had a lot to say about his team. Lots of other people have had a lot to say about the comparisons between Celtic and Rangers and the gap and all that sort of stuff. What I want is an all-energy trouncing. And to do that, I think the key to that is getting energy in midfield. Now, Aaron Moy brings many things, but he doesn't bring energy. He doesn't bring energy. No. And he's a good player to bring on later in the game. So I want legs in midfield. I want Matt O'Reilly. I want McGregor. Is that his nickname? Yeah, <laughs> Legs O'Reilly. I want Legs O'Reilly in midfield. <laughs> uh, I want McGregor and I want Hitati. Any, right. any disagreement? Uh, I want Moy in there yeah, because I Moy. think that... This is this game will be won and lost in midfield, and this pitch is probably going to be a riot. Uh, Mad that we're saying that. It's show, showcase <laughs> event in the national the stadium. National stadium. <laughs> and we're already strapping in for an absolute cow field. <laughs> we know what we're getting from the semi final, and these games, Celtic can play well in them, or they can like the semi final last year. Where you're going, what, what happened out there? Mm. But I think in this game, we need to get control in midfield. And while O'Reilly is a great player, and I think he can do that, I think Aaron Moy gives you that assurance that when he gets the ball, he'll keep it. Mm. And I think that's the key this weekend, is getting the ball, keeping it, and getting it to Celtic's best players, who are Hatati, Jota, Maeda. I think that's where we can really hurt Rangers. So McGregor, Hatati, and Moy has that perfect balance for me for energy, but that wee bit of creativity and the control as well where Moy you can give him the ball and know he'll be able to keep it because we don't want the game to be frantic we don't want tackles to be flying in because that will play into Rangers hands because in my opinion they're not as good a football team as us but what they can do is try and bring us down to their level mm. and we know they'll do it and we know they'll try and get balls out wide quickly play the balls down the channel and try and get us on the turn so if we can keep a hold of the ball be controlled with it I think that's where we'll get the joy because I was speaking to a Rangers fan today. Why? 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 Get out. <laughs> what situation, are right? Okay. Uh, and see. he said that they can't start Cantwell in that game. So that mm. shows you that he has his flaws in the game where... £10 million pound down the drain. Huh? Yeah, he's <laughs> what not, a waste. He's maybe not going to work hard. So if Celtic can keep on the ball and be more dominant and get the extra man in there, especially bringing the fullbacks in, I think that's mm. where we'll get a joy. Uh, the, foot, the, the back four or five, I think it picks itself, I suppose, only chant, the only... Opportunity for changes, maybe bring in Ralston, but I don't see it happening. No, no, not at this stage. Uh, I think Ralston, it's good to have Ralston back. Yep. Certainly involved. Um, he's back training and back involved in the in the first team squad. But I think it would be, I, I'd be very surprised if he pitched straight into this because I think Johnson's been pretty good, to yeah. be honest. I don't think he's been absolutely outstanding. He's not been blown any minds uh, with his performances so far, but he's been very, very steady for a guy who's just arrived mm. and has just slotted in Looks very comfortable, looks very assured, looks like he's been here for a long time. Tough test for him though, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Up against yeah. Ryan Kent. I mean, we, we, know, we know what Ryan Kent... He, he's, Ryan Kent, he scored against us in the last game. He yeah. can be dangerous coming in off, off that left-hand side. And that was with Johnston as well. We turned inside Johnston and, and scored that, yeah. And, yeah. He, and he also needs to be wary of like the, the diving. I mean, he, <laughs> he does a lot of diving, Ryan Kent. That's his hang into it. I had to laugh. He got booked for diving recently, didn't he, yeah. Kent? Uh, there was an, an incident where he got booked for diving and Bill was... Uh, Talking incredibly enough, oh, this. we just don't hear enough from Michael Bill, do we? <laughs> Same old. Uh, but he was a uh, funny feeling he won't be saying much after Sunday. But okay. <laughs> he was uh, there saying that it's just not the type, the type of player Kent is. It's, it was out of character for him. Weird because we've been saying he's been a diving, <laughs> a diving scoundrel for the, about the, three years. The Ryan Kent thing is picks the ball up in the left, Melly cuts across 
waits for a defender to make some sort of challenge and just crumples into a heap and Aye. a compliant referee gives him the free kick. That's the Ryan Kent tactic. Yeah, he leaves his legs in so he can just go down and up. Definite penalty. We've seen it a lot with Celtic. We used to get mad at Lustig for, do we know what he's going to do? Yeah, Stop yeah. doing it. But I think he, he, look, he will be a threat on the, the Hamden pitch. It's what they do is try and get the ball to him. I think for Celtic, like, I'm happy with the defence. I think it's solid. But I just, I start to worry wee bits. Like during the Aberdeen game, where Starfell and Joe Hart, like, what are you doing, lads? Oh, can, right. I just stop, can, can I just fine. stop there? Can I just stop there? It's boredom, right? <laughs> Joe Hart bored, right? And no offence to the guy, you know, he's, but this is an awfully long time to be standing up there with nothing to yeah. do. And it's no game of fives where you can shout, whose turn is it? I mean, he's, in, he's in there the whole game. So that, I think that's why, I honestly think there's a, an element of that. I hope you're, that's you're it. You're freeing a lot and the boss comes, he's like, just give me a touch of the ball, man. Reminds me of the time I, I played fives when I was about 15 or something like that and some guy who I'd never played with before but mm. some guy turned up and he was in and the word in the street was, right, don't tackle him too hard because he's dad's mental, right? So, <laughs> and right, his dad, dad was a bit of a Dad's a gangster or something like that, right? And at one point he was in goals and somebody passed it back to, somebody passed it back to him from his own team and he just picked the ball up and threw it in his own net so he could walk back <laughs> out and nobody said anything about it just, just let him do it so Joe Hart's five minutes away from doing that I, I think I think he was just really bold <laughs> but I think I just the the way the Aberdeen game Celtic didn't give Aberdeen anything until Celtic two players in staff mm. felt and Joe Hart with a couple of luckily it felt to Johnny Hayes and we know the rest but I think if it, with those two awful. just <laughs> Nothing uh, stupid, lads. Nothing stupid. No mm. slack back passes. No Joe Hart turning into his own goal with the ball, mm. and no Joe Hart running out too quick to the ball rather than just letting it in. So, so you don't. You, you just want Joe Hart to maybe go and watch the Fraser Foster performance and take a few cues, cues from it. It doesn't. It doesn't even. He doesn't have saves to make. It's yeah. just calm it, Joe. Yeah. It's mm. fine, and don't turn in towards your own uh, line with the ball because we've seen it at the weekend. Yeah. That happened in one of the games in the league, and was it? There was another game in the European game during the week as and well. Germany, so, was it? Or yeah. So just calm it, guys. Just defend and we'll be fine. Keep keep it simple at the back. Greg it, Taylor's looked back looking good as well. Oh, yes, yeah, exactly. A couple of really excellent, nice through balls from him. Him and Maeda well. work so well yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. He finds that ball in behind. So. <laughs> Did you yeah. see the graphics Celtic put off the lineup against Aberdeen? Does it, you know how they ever, before kickoff they put the lineup right? Oh, he's staring at you. Yeah, Every yeah, way you move, he's still I know, on So it. they've got like the picture on a Celtic player just like, they do this thing where they sort of, uh, they've obviously been told like, you need to look serious. So he's like, Right, they do a, like a small dump, but Greg tells that. Like <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you parked over his driveway. He's like, huh? He's like a bit too into just dial it down uh, a wee bit, man. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. Keep an eye out for it. Uh, you can still find it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Melly's already said, I suppose we just have to discuss the rest of the line up here. Um, Maeda and Jota. For me, no-brainer. There might be a temptation to put a bad on. He does tend to do things against Barisic. Yeah, definitely. And I assume that, well, I think it's fairly safe to assume that Barisic will be their left-back. Yeah. I think he'll probably pick their back four and it will be Tavernier, Goldson, Davies, the one mm. that got away. Yeah. He said no thanks. And, and Barisic, I know, I know, thankfully. million they paid for him. Thankfully, we missed out on that one. Mm. So it will be that, that back four with McGregor. The angry man, very, very <laughs> the deeply yeah. disturbed man, working through some stuff. Jesus, uh, working through some. Did you see the Partick Thistle thing? I know it's a couple of weeks old now, but a couple of when they let he just he just couldn't let it go. No, he just couldn't let the Partick Thistle guy just tap it in the back the, for what? It's what you like to see. He I gets know. It. Embarrassing himself, man in his forties, <laughs> making a spectacle of himself again. But he needs some cold water therapy. He's <laughs> 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 to talk things out. Is what he's to talk. Jesus. Uh, the, you, 
that is the very, very mild case to be made for Abada, mm. is the Barisic thing, because he always does terrify Abada, um, Barisic rather, when Abada's on, on the pitch. But I think I think all of those things, Jota is going to be better at it. Jota's good on the right. I know he's probably more effective coming in off the left, mm. but I think he... You make allowances just to get made into the team. Jota's perfectly good on the right. And I think he's, I think I've, I've said it before this season, I think Jota might be their strongest winger in both positions. Mm. I think he might be the best left and right winger we've got. So I think you find a place for him regardless. And Maida is our kind of best bet on the left if that's the case on the right. Celtic uh, are just inches away a lot of the time from Maida being on the end of something or yeah. getting somebody on the end of it. So I think he's playing great right now. But I think with Jota and Maeda as well, we've seen it at Ibrox last season, the 2-1 game, the defensive work those two put mm. in as well. And look, Rangers' main thing is getting out to the fullbacks and hitting those early crosses, like I said. So if they took him, we know what we're going to get with Maeda and Jota, I think, goes underrated sometimes, his work ethic in these games. So these guys are going to be on it going forward and coming back the way because I think that's, that's how we can stifle Rangers, really, because if it goes into their midfield... They're no too great at playing it about, although they've got this new Belgian guy who's worth 15 million after <laughs> signing for a million pound as well. So <laughs> I think if we can stop him somehow and we can cut off the supply to the fullbacks, then Jota made will play a massive it's part the, in that. It's the niggly, disruptive fouls. We spoke yeah. about this last week as well, but the amount of fouls that, that Celtic concede but it's because they're so effective. It's, it might seem against the spirit of things, mm. but Jota and Maeda are so good at that as well. Even if, if for whatever reason, Rangers do get on a break, one of them will just pull a jersey, take a booking or whatever, and that's their momentum completely gone. So I'm the a big fan. Side. Exactly. I'm a big fan of it from <laughs> both carts. of them. There's our carts. We, um, we, we don't want to be blase about it though, because as much as we, we you know, we are top of the league, we're running away with it. I don't think there's any getting away from the fact merely that... Um, it's it's itchy peachy as far as you know. Beals no lost the game since he came in last time we played them. It was a draw. Ibrooks, um, that we have extended by the goal difference a wee bit. But it's, Rangers are not an opponent to be treated lightly, are they? No, definitely not. And we know at Hamden as well. It, obviously, it goes one way or the other because it's a cup game. Mm. But uh, Celtic at Hamden can play brilliantly, but it can like the the semi final wasn't it great, was no, it on it was that terrible. pitch? So it can go either way. And the fact that the referee can swing it as well. So Celtic need to turn up like they did against Aberdeen in the first half because that was great stuff and I don't think they can live with us. We can't drop down to their level and just let it become a battle because that's what they want. I don't know if Lundstrom's fit, but uh, that's his type of game for him if that is the case. But Celtic need to Ooh, play football. Yeah. <laughs> He's a scary man. You <laughs> stay a fuck out you, mate. Uh, Celtic need to get the ball down and play and do what we do best. So I think if we can get the ball in midfield really overload it in there I think that's where the joy we can mm. get and the pitch is going to be annoying man. why can't they just get this right it is coming up for March and we're worrying about pitches mm. here in Scotland so the things that worry me aren't Rangers look Rangers are have improved massively like you said they, they're obviously winning games some of them not so convincing but still they would have dropped points early in the season in a lot of these games but they're not doing that anymore but there's levellers in the pitch and the refereeing performance as well, so Celtic need to be on their A game. I mean, they will be, they're clearly our hardest opponent, and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. they will be yeah. for the rest of the season. And what Miley said was that's the one thing that gives me a bit of trepidation going into the game. The, the performance last time at Hamden against them, 
was dismal. Yeah, yeah, very, very disappointing indeed. And it, it's probably the was, worst I've seen an Ange team really for yeah, yeah, and, domestically. No. And I suppose in some ways the the last performance against them at all was quite disappointing mm. as well. Was the the two each draw, despite yeah. the fact there wasn't a defeat and any kind of away. A way draw, a way score draw against your your biggest rivals is technically a, a decent result. Mm. It just felt quite deflating at the at the time because I thought we played, kind of played within ourselves and got got a goal. A weird couple of weird selections back then, but that was because do of not the, start James Forrest. Uh, well, do yeah, not yeah, do yeah. that. No, I mean, there's absolutely he's not started the game since. He's barely played more than you know, 10, 15 minutes at a time. Well, so. they call him with a clothesline for <laughs> hell. He <laughs> did. He <laughs> certainly did. That's an absolute cracker. I, yeah. I had. I hadn't spotted that at all at the game. No, no, no. I, I had I wasn't even aware of it until I saw a still from the other side and him just kind of lying on his side, staring, <laughs> almost looking exactly right at the camera. The, um, I that that was, <laughs> was hilarious. In fact, that and did you see Greg Taylor's interview after the the game? No, I missed it. He had hiccups. <laughs> Could barely get through it. I think he kept hiccuping. It's pretty funny. Um, I so no, you don't play James Forrest. Absolutely no chance. But. Um, it, so we've not really we've not really had a good performance, uh, like a definitive performance since the, the you know the four 0 game, yeah. of course, as well. But the, the last one was a wee bit deflating, but that it's a completely different ball game. But that shows you what we can do against them, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, oh, that, that, yeah, that game earlier in the season. Aye, and like they are. They are, they're not to be taken lightly. We'll, we'll joke about it, and we will. <laughs> oh boy, will we? But they, it will be a challenging game. As much as it sticks in my throat to say it, they have been in decent form and. Celtic have been playing really, really well. We just kind of quite shake them off. I mean, we're in a good position, nine points cleared and the goal difference is extending, but we just kind of quite kick yeah. them off off the back of the truck here. From their so, point of view, about the kind of catches no, despite uh, winning all these games? Exactly. And something we've spoken about before, but Mick Beale uh, claims that, you know, the, the gap's absolutely nothing to do with him, but it's, he's quite literally specifically brought in to fix that gap and he hasn't done it. So, yeah. But as much as that, that doesn't really come into it here, they have been in good form. They've been certainly in better form since they had Giovanni van Bronckhorst. So it is, it is a concern. I think it will be tight. I think it will be difficult. But I just look at Celtic just now, some of the quality they've got, the way they're playing. The, the Aberdeen game petered out a little bit in the second half, but mm. some of the first half oh, football was astonishing. The, the, the problem I've got is that we know this domestic league there's another manager lost his job in the in the midweek there no have I, have I made that up I feel like managers, uh, yeah, I feel like managers are losing their job every single week in this league um, the problem we've got is everyone else is so bad that I find it difficult to judge how we are going to be against Rangers because they're like us much better than everyone else in the league Rangers yeah, yeah. like us are much better than everyone else in the league so when you're looking at that Aberdeen performance Aberdeen themselves were dismal. The way we were just taking the ball off them in their own half, the way they were they set up, they weren't like moving from side to side when the ball did. It's kind of like their defence didn't really know what to do, even though they must have watched Celtic, they must have prepped for it. So it was a, it was a bit of a weird one. I just don't a huge amount of fear. I thought against Aye. against I thought against Aberdeen as well because we we spoke at length at, at the time about that Jim Goodwin performance where he set up you know to to try and play for a miraculous nil nil. The, uh, nil nil win yes. and uh, lost one nil. It wasn't quite like that. It was just like you look at Hatati's first goal. Nobody knew what to do. They were mm. so so hesitant to even go near him that they just backed off and backed Freedom off. Freedom did. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. So it, a, a huge amount of just. I mean, I, I imagine Barry Robson would have been happy with showing the opposition too much respect and all that. But it was respect bordering on basically fear of, yeah. the, of the opposition. And I think the difference with Rangers is they're obviously going to look at us. They're obviously going to try and target our weaknesses. They're going to 
bring in players and augment this this team selection to to combat what we're trying to do. And I don't think that's something that an awful lot of teams, whether they do it, they don't even do it with enough success that it's even measurable a lot of the time. You know what I mean? It doesn't really matter what Aberdeen do. We were always going to run over the top of them, and that that's. That that's the thing about Rangers. It's we we need to maybe try and is it is it a silly thing to say that we probably need to try and treat this more like a European tie than a domestic one? Potentially, because there's not a lot of teams that we play domestically that we need to tweak in at all. Mm. And Andrew's very fond of look, we'll play our way and that's fine. But when it comes up against a team like Rangers, you do have to tweak certain things because they can catch you out. And the way uh, we always say. Ah, uh, look, Celtic didn't turn up that last game, but I don't like that because there's reasons for that. The opposition mm. obviously done. Do you think something. it's too easy to just say, "Oh, we we didn't turn up"? You think that? Do you think what we need to do is look at Rangers and how Rangers played and go, "Well, actually, they they did a good job." Because I, I, I think we didn't rewatch the last game to come and talk about this one coming up. But I do, am I incorrectly remembering that after it, we thought they did quite a good job in Callum McGregor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that one of the things we said? Yeah, so the, we, we, as soon as Celtic played the ball out, they dropped on in McGregor and sort of made one go towards uh, Carter Vickers and left Starfield on it. Mm. And then as soon as they sort of dropped in and let Celtic's defence have it and then as that went out then they pressed on Celtic so that's the way to so do it. it is there a total curveball here I mean we have got a tactics scouting pod coming out where all the sort of tactical things that we can do and Rangers can we, we expect Rangers to do that will be out um, midweek um, but you know is it, is it too much a curveball to suggest then what you do is if that's the, the approach you think Rangers are going to take again do you, do you bring Kobayashi in? Nah. Left footed player can play it out and they bother leave him on the ball and they'll punish you? Not in a game like this for me I think Celtic need to go with a tried and tested the only game that Starfield and Carter Vickers have lost domestically is the game against Rangers last season in the uh, League Cup uh, the that doesn't Scottish make me feel any <laughs> so, <laughs> the only game they lost was the last time we played this time ah, but that went extra time they've only lost in 90 minutes mate. Okay, fine. That's fine so okay. I think Celtic stick to their best team they tried and tested and try to do what they do better because look Starfield use the space then use the space so it's up to Celtic to find ways around that and Greg Taylor's back in as Stephen said he's on form Johnston's looking good so Celtic have three in front of the back two and Johnston eh, McGregor and Taylor who are very good on the ball and ahead of that we've got a lot of players good on the ball so it's just about getting them on it and working the space A lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Newsflash, gentlemen. Valentine's Day is almost here, and by the grace of Cupid, our friends at Manscaped are coming with the best tools to get your boys down the stairs ready for the special occasion. I'd like to propose making February the 13th National Shave Your Balls Day. <laughs> Who's with me? Get lucky this Valentine's Day and join the 7 million men worldwide to trust Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming. With our exclusive offer, go to manscaped.com and use the code TIMS for 20% off and free shipping. But Stephen, what is Manscaped? Well, it's just a ball sack trimmer. Day. A ball sack trimmer from your podcast mates. No platinum package is complete without the ultimate hygiene bundle to get you fresh from head to toe. This bundle includes Manscaped's premium body wash, two-in-one shampoo, body and ball deodorant, and much more. Infused with aloe vera and sea salt, Manscaped's body wash will leave your skin feeling clean, fresh and hydrated all date night long. And for when she runs her fingers through your hair, make sure your mane is hydrated and irresistible with her two-in-one shampoo. And don't forget, gents, no date night is complete without Manscaped's signature cologne. Get 20% off with free shipping with the code TIMS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code TIMS. Join Cupid and shoot your arrow with Manscaped this Valentine's Day. I'd be amazed if Kobe actually plays. I do, I do understand the the theory behind mm. it, you know, because we've spoken about that as well, about how his left-sidedness and his comfort, comfort on the ball opens up passes and angles and maybe just cuts a little bit down on the time it takes to pass through the lines and all that. I mean, Davies is a left-sided centre, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, but, but again, at, that, at this point with Kobayashi, all it is is theory because mm-hmm. we just don't know. We don't know how we'll deal with that kind of that kind of pressure, especially in a big occasion like that. It probably will, well, I'd imagine. Well, that's what I was yeah. about to say. As much as it is a long shot and I'm just sort of yeah. spitballing a, a tactical yeah, yeah, idea yeah. there. What we're here for. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 just shitting around. <laughs> just shitting around, making things up. Um <laughs> I mean, he's here to contribute. Yeah, yeah, aye, that's it. You know, there's yeah. no, there's no sense in having a player here that we paid money for that we brought in in January and going, oh, bit worried about playing him in the uh, in the cup final against Rangers because end of the day, you don't come to Celtic if you can't step up and play these games. No, and you'll very quickly look, look at the Gucci. You'll very quickly find out that if you're not here, if you can't contribute, then your chances are going to be very, very minimal, and you'll probably be shipped back out again. So, aye, they, they, all these guys have been brought for for a reason. I would just on this occasion, I would just find that I would be blown away in fact to see his name on the team sheet ahead of Starfield because Starfield mm. has been excellent I know he he and Joe Hart got in a bit of a, a couple of wee fankles uh, <laughs> the technical term yes. fankles at the weekend but he's still he's still one of Celtic's best defenders uh, one name we've not mentioned 
Well, actually, there's lots of names I've not mentioned. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is one. I've <laughs> <laughs> not mentioned Jeff How's Goldblum. Goldblum get there? <laughs> um, Where, where's he come from? <laughs> Kyogo. We've we'll not mentioned Kyogo. Um, we, we could. Do you want to say a fake debate about whether or not O is going to start up, or are we just going to accept uh-huh. Kyogo starting? I don't think there's. If he's no. fit, he's played. You said um, on the Match Reaction podcast, Mel, I think it was yourself, you said even if he's 60% fit, mm. he's played. We've seen that before in cup finals. Nobody know. Yeah, he's, he's in. And look. It's annoying because he got that wee niggle last week, but he seems to be fine, came on and was fine during the week. So I'm looking forward to a full-scale Kyogo getting a start against Rangers in a match that's an, on neutral, mm. a neutral pitch. Uh, He's not had, has he played a full 90 against Rangers? And did he start the last game at Ibrox, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so I would have done, but he uh, scored in it, obviously. But you just feel... If he was just gearing up towards a game, then it's this one. We want to see how he does. Just going straight in against them because I think he could terrorise them. Terrorise them with those runs. He's just been incredible this season. And because we seem to be chopping and changing between what other players been brilliant for Celtic, he was just banging in goals left, right and centre. So I want to see what he can do up against them from the start. Going right into this game on good form. The only way Kyogo doesn't start this game is if it is too much of a risk that, that can't be justified. And there's no reason to believe that now that he's back on the bench and back. How nervous playing. would you feel when that lineup comes out and his name's not on it? Would you? How uh, much of a hit do you think our chances would take? Uh, significant. I yeah. mean, I mean, he's our best goal scorer. There's no getting away from that. He's been absolutely great recently, banging just, them just, in. Just, sorry to interrupt the talk over you, but just keep reminding me of something. Like we look through this team and we go, I had Hattie, a best midfielder, one of the best. <laughs> yeah. uh, Carter Vickers, be- best defender, and uh, you know, Jota probably the best winger. Good times, eh? Yeah, <laughs> uh, go best striker league, right? <laughs> but that's not the way even remotely Rangers fans see it. No, no. Uh, I, I, uh, I, every single player they get, even guys who've hardly played, are better than everyone <laughs> we've got. It's, it's amazing how successful. Celtic have been over the last <laughs> decade decade plus when despite the fact that we've not a single good player this entire <laughs> time I saw a tweet today that says Tavernier has been the best right back for the past five years best, best player, player best, best player best Aye. player for the and I thought he's, he's, he's not even been the best player over one season no <laughs> Let alone, Celtic have had Frimpong and Juranovic, both better players, both right backs, and both been and gone and left. No, both won more trophies. No, both won more trophies. And we're not going to call the person out. Go and look for it if you want. But it mm. did say that Tavernier had been the best player in, in a, from a data perspective. And I yeah. thought, hmm, that, yeah. you just saying football words now? You just, <laughs> is that what we're doing now? What data? What mm. on earth? What, what data in the world would show Tavernier up as the best player over Penalty the last kicks. five years? Complete not. I there's definitely that. No, Kyogo plays unless it's. I mean, unless he's absolutely. There's, there's no chance mm. Oh has been How did fine. you think he looked against Aberdeen? I thought I, he was lukewarm Aye, fine It was fine uh, Very, very little involvement to be honest Nothing mm. really to write home about But what I did like about him is that I think you've been kind there well, To say I, he was I, fine yeah, well, What I did like about him is that and I don't want to fall into the trap of Comparing him directly to Jackie Marcus Because, you know it's an, it's an unhelpful comparison because he's such a popular player and he's such an effective player and scored a lot of goals for Celtic. But the fact is, he is the replacement for Yakimakis, so it's very difficult to not do that to him. But what I liked about him and where it relates to Yakimakis is that he was very much a between-the-post striker. Yeah. That's the position he was mm. taking up. He wasn't drifting out wide or dropping into channels or anything like that. He was just a, I'm, I'm between the posts, that's where you'll find me. And he was... Inches away on a couple of occasions, inches away from actually getting on the end of something. So I like that about him because that's a completely different dimension to what Kyogo offers. 
Kyogo's good at that as well, but Kyogo is he's many things, whereas sometimes you need just a sort of blunt instrument and that. I, know, I don't mean that in a, in a sort of reductive manner mm. about O, but he, he looks like he's, a, he's very much a sort of more or less traditional centre-forward compared to Kyogo. So I, I think he'll be very, very useful, but he, he simply doesn't start this one now. Yeah, I think the same as Stephen... When you're watching him, you can't. You don't get the feeling he's going to be one of these guys that just doesn't score for Celtic because he is in amongst it. If he's he's not the guy nearly getting on it, it's flashed past him or he's the guy behind it. So he's always in amongst the areas that he's going to get goals. And we've seen so many strikers over the years for Celtic who just blatantly don't look like they'll ever score or drifting off out wide. And you're like, the only striker we need you in there getting on the end of chances. Just so- say Fortuny. Just, <laughs> just say Mark Antoine. <laughs> Ta- tag him next time uh, <laughs> I was thinking of Sam and as well right. the Charlotte in the airs so <laughs> at <yeah>. me <laughs> I think oh, will score goals for Celtic whether it's enough long term for him to win his starting place I don't know but definitely not for this weekend there's, there's two managers in this league that are starting to do my head in a wee bit right <laughs> one of them is wee Davey Martindale <laughs> right? uh, it, it, honestly the, he's an obsequious little toad when it yeah, comes to when it comes to Rangers mm-hmm. uh, when it's us we're always lucky. Oh, I thought we had the bet. Blah, blah, blah. When it's Rangers. Last week, he, he, he literally said this on radio. And to be fair, when Tab scored that a free kick, I just turned around and went, what a free kick, man. Oh. I'm like, what is, what, what league is this? I know. What game are we all playing here? Another one's Michael Beale, because it's obvious that since he's came in, he's thought, right, I need to get under Ange Postacoglu's skin a wee bit. And to be fair to Ange, he, he, he's no really risen to it he's slapped away a couple of Michael Beale's comments but it's clear to everyone that Michael Beale has thought here I need to disrupt things a wee bit I need to try and get an, under Angie's skin and that and that's what he's trying to do Angie on the other hand in his post-match interviews he's no saying an awful lot and it's been like that for a while and I, some of it I think is the asinine nature of the questions oh, you know yeah. you, you done well today Angie didn't you what did you make of the game now usually when you ask a football manager that, they'll go on and they'll pick things they want to talk about, but Andrew's not really there to do that. And they're not asking him any specific questions or how did you deploy such and such player today or I thought it was wonderful that X happened in the game and you'd probably get a better response out of Ange asking that. But it seems like, you know, Michael Beale, Andrew's lucky. Uh, this constantly banging on about the gap. He, Michael Beale talks about Celtic more than what us three do. Yeah. Aye, this is, this is our job. Aye. <laughs> we do this all week. He, uh. he talks about... so. I think, Melly, there's part of me that thinks Andrew's just waiting. Just waiting till after this game. And if we get a big result, or if we get a positive result in this game, Andrew's going to take a big bear paw and just go right over Michael <laughs> Beale's mouth. <laughs> Shh. Big paw yeah. is right over his mouth. A bit slabbery though, you want to <laughs> Oh, you may want to watch it after that. Yeah, yeah I hope so. Like, Ange knows what he's doing here. Mm. He, he concentrates on the football. And remember Scott Brown said it all the, those, not that, not that many years ago, actually. We were yeah. talking on the pitch and Celtic have done that. We don't talk about dignity and respect and what standards is the latest word they're using yeah. these days. We <laughs> just see Raskin, the player Raskin that they signed, that uh, £15 million boy for Belgium that they got for nothing. He, um, <laughs> He said something along the lines of last week, he said, hey, I know Rangers like Celtic are the best team in the league, right? And you'll obviously get chastised for that because earlier on this week, or maybe, no, not this week, it's Monday, so previous, subs- subsequent to that, he went, 
Uh, I think Rangers are the best team in the league. Personally, <laughs> I'm like, he's been told off. Yeah. He's been told not to mention Celtic again. They obviously get handed a dictionary, don't they? Well, they do. These right. are the words to use. These are the phrases to use. Use that. Because when Cantwell signed, he says, I've got the battle fever on. He's been here five <laughs> minutes. And they've not even been saying battle fever for three years. No one will ever top Joey Barton. No, do you remember his spiel, the tweet about how to, to be, be a ranger? To be a ranger is to. <laughs> is, what is it? The, the, all the. All that this institution holds. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> to be a ranger is to recognise the sacred trust in the. What are you. Union nonsense. What salad? Union nonsense, but. Union. Is that a rebranded, have they? <laughs> Michael Beale, uh, we, we just need to shut him up and play the football and go out there and beat him. Ange, I suppose it is great knowing him. Always been asked, what do you think about Michael, what Michael Beale said? He's like, care yeah. I don't care I'm here to talk about my team and it's the same all the time in Scottish football you go there and you know as a manager you will never get asked a question about tactics it will always be that underlying soap opera that, that the news like to print about but it makes Scottish me feel football sad. all the drama that's going I mean, on talk about the football that's it makes me on. feel sad because I really feel like I'm just getting bored with it I feel oh. like he's getting bored with these Asking questions and, and rightly crappy so. post-match interviews, aye? Uh, rightly so. I wouldn't be surprised if he was get, just getting finding it very tedious indeed because it, it's, it's so juvenile, in it? It's mm. all just, oh, have you heard what such and such said? Oh, you've taken that? Oh, slagging you off. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so risibly juvenile and tacky, the, the whole yeah. thing. And see, if, if Ange is asked about Rangers in a, in a press conference, if it's relevant, and it is this week because they're the next opponents. He's always respectful. He yeah. always talks about the football. He talks about the challenge. He talks about the opposition. He talks about how much of a difficult game it's going to be. And that's no different to any other team. I'm not saying he's like bumming up Rangers. Every team he's ever asked about, when it's pertinent, when it's relevant, when it's you know time sensitive of that week, he is always respectful about how it represents a different challenge and all that. And yet everybody else is just chipping off yeah. about how if such and such is lucky, that standards, as you say, Mel, it's just it's so be, pathetic. He must come here and go, these lot don't take their game seriously. Yeah, these aye, lot yeah. don't know interested in football. Bowling club, the aye, whole thing. Is. And as well, to give them a wee, not even an ounce of credit, but just a wee thing. Like, it can be quite difficult to go up to Ange after every game and go, Another victory, Ange. You absolutely destroyed that team. How do you frame that every week? Because we're just going out well, there and winning games and controlling well, that's them. That's it. But it's the, that's their job. Well, first of all, that's their job. Yeah, that is their, do that it is, better. That is literally their only job to find questions to ask Ange Postacoglu. Um, secondly, it's you pick something for the game. You pick something interesting. You pick something tactical. You you talk to the guy on his level. Find something he wants to talk about. And therein yeah. lies the problem. Well, that's There's it. nobody on his level. Well, that's it. There is nobody on Angie's level. But even it doesn't have to be on Angie's level. It just has to be at least an attempt to acknowledge the fact that he is a professional football manager. If you give him that respect, I I, I think you'd be surprised at how well he engages back and actually offers you some time and some. I mean, we've not been a pre-match thing for ages. I don't nah. know. I don't know what's happened to that, but it's. At least I found when you were at these things and the fan media people asked a question, he responded better to that. Oh, yeah. When, I, he, when he responded to the, the journalist stuff and all these sort of asinine questions that they asked him. I don't think any of us have ever made him rub his face. No. And memes himself every single time. He's, uh, he's so sick of it. Um, do you think he's a difficult man to get along with? Because uh, Christopher Julian did. Oh yeah, some some comments this week about mm. from Christopher Julian. I have to admit, I, I fell for it. I gave him exactly what they wanted when mm. I read the headline. It was clicked it, didn't you? Uh, something yeah. along the lines of Christopher Julian makes in, bold claims and savage attack mm. on Ange Postecoglou. I read it and I thought, oh, do you know what? At least he's being honest. See, I mean, why? 
why would anyone expect Christopher Julian to pretend that he got on with Ange Postecoglou? He didn't give him a chance. He didn't. They didn't play him. I think he played him once against yeah. Wraith Rovers or something. Yeah. He, his Celtic career was effectively over the minute Ange Postecoglou walked in the door. Now I'm mm. no complainer about that. That's you know that's how it ha- that's how it works. You know that's how it crumbles cookie wise as you're fond of saying to <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've I'm not got any beef for that whatsoever but I, all he said was look he's a great coach yeah. uh, well, I've, got the, I've got the quotes here for the midfield because yeah, I, I had some conversations at the beginning about how he sees the game it was fascinating I can see he's one of the best trainers I've ever witnessed he goes but the man himself we just didn't click he was a good coach but as a man we just didn't have that link understand management is difficult it's not just like 11 players and keeping everyone involved is hard because players can be impatient, emotional. That's something we've spoken about that we're relating to this season. I played just once in a cup game against a second division team and I felt I could have had more time afterwards, but I thanked the coach. Before the season finished, I went to see him, not to ask to play, but to ask how he found me in training and how he found my level. After we finished the meeting, he goes, look, if we're champions, I'll probably give you some minutes. It didn't happen. I felt as if he told me something and done the contrary. So when the summer came, I had the feeling he was really distant. So when I moved, I didn't say bye. Now, just to interject here, because we were podcasting at that time, it was only yes, 12 yeah. months ago. Did something not happen? Did I remember Ange saying something along the lines of, you know, we're going to try and get players some minutes. Did did Julian not do an interview in a French paper or something? Yes, there was something like that, like that yeah, wasn't there? I think it, that's right. So he, there was, there's more to it than Ange saying, saying one thing and doing the other, yeah. I'm sure. Between that point, having that conversation... And the season ending, I'm sure Julian went to a French newspaper or something. Well, and we know for a fact that Ange doesn't like that kind of thing. He's made pointed comments about Instagram use and all that when yeah. it comes to Jackie Marcus. And he had a problem with Scott Robertson going, blowing his beans all over yeah. the place as well. It had been, Troubling image. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a big problem with that. And <laughs> he wants to get yeah. shipped to <laughs> so it's Scott. Scott. If you, <laughs> <laughs> this has never know, happened before. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Scott Robertson basically yeah, no, no, <laughs> understandably don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, he gave an interview saying that he'd been told his time was up at Celtic, but mm. the club hadn't really come yeah. out and said anything. So I don't think Andrew was particularly keen on that. So it would make sense that. Christopher Julian does a lot of talking on Instagram and always did. He was always quite a big personality on Hooks the upside your head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very, very no sense. Tiresome, by the way. tiresome indeed. Yeah. But the, the, I just I can't really see any problem with this at all. And it was again blown up by the tabloids as some sort of massive bust up or anything like that. But I would go as far to say that not only am I unsurprised that some players don't go on with Ange Postecoglou, mm. I, I would say that. If every player absolutely loves Ange and thinks that he's pal and all that, he's not doing his job properly. Mm. I'd be amazed. You'll never see pictures of Ange round a poolside having pints with the players and all that, <laughs> for example, right? That'll, that'll never happen. But look, how many players do you think absolutely hated Alex Ferguson, Jose Mourinho, Pep Guardiola? The stories are infamous about players falling out with them and all if, that. If they're not playing, they don't like the manager. Yes, it's, it's part of their job. Part of the job description well, not part of the job description, but it inherently involves disappointing and or angering players for not picking them, for not rating them, for wanting them to, for telling them we move on, for telling them we find a new club. That's that's part of it. That this is going to happen. The the list of players that absolutely hated the likes of the the three massively successful managers I've just listed as well is it, lengthy, and I, I don't. I, 
I'd be amazed if he's the first or last player to not go on Ryan's Postal goal. It's part of the job. He's He has been open about this as well. He doesn't involve himself, doesn't go into the dressing room. Yep. He's not one of these guys who considers himself pals, like social pals with the players or anything like that. So now I'm, I'm not surprised and I don't have a problem with it at all. Yeah, he's spoken about it. Look, he doesn't get involved in that because he has to go out and pick team. And look, for the 11 players he can start, he's disappointing maybe twice the number of that leaving players out yeah. so you have to take sentiment out of it you have to take everything away from it and like with the Julian thing as well I don't think you'll hate Ange Postacoglu he doesn't no. say that at no, all no. and most players that are in the Celtic squad they probably not hate Ange they might not like him but they will respect him they will respect him because he said he's one of the best trainers I work with but we just didn't get on that's because he wasn't playing yet and when you were injured Ange Postacoglu came in, built a new defence and you came back. Nobody's fault there. That's yeah. just the way it had to happen. And the team moved beyond Julian, like we said. So that's going to happen in football all the time. In many ways, it's a good filter, isn't it? Like if you are Ange or Neil Lennon or any football manager or Pep, you just have to you have to stick to your principles. And as you go through football and as you go through management and the team, there will be players that don't make it through the filter. They don't yeah. like your attitude. And they're best gone. It's, yeah. there's, no, there's no bad blood. I'm just sitting there going, that f Dick Julian was la lazy, never trained, I didn't like him, never respect. No, he's just, that's fine. You go find a manager that, that, that works for you, go find a team that works for Joe you. Joe Hart, sat him twice. Yeah. yeah. Pep Guardiola got rid of him from Man City and then famously uh, Nuno got rid of him yeah. from Spurs. Very <laughs> insultingly told mm. him he's never going to play again. His legs don't work and all I, that I'd anymore. I'd love to hear more of these conversations. I mean, remember that, I mean, it's it's not, not Celtic related, but remember that really famous conversation that... Um, Mourinho had with Deli Alley. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and anyway, right, yeah. You know, these conversations happen in football. Oh, yeah. And Mourinho was right all along. Yeah. Like Deli Alley is... Bang on, man. Yeah. Wow. But with the Julian as well, like, if we win the league, we'll give you minutes. The, the league was won in the second last game of the season. Mm. There was one game after that, which, which was trophy day, and you're wanting a couple of minutes instead of some guy who's been there for the whole campaign. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't quite work out like that. If it was this season and Celtic win it with a couple of games to go, then you could maybe give guys like that a chance. But... To turn around to Stephen Welsh or Starfield or Carter Vickers and say, look, I'm not starting you for trophy day because Christopher Julian wants to play. Football doesn't work like no. that. You give the guys who deserve to play the chance to play. Julian had his chance in training. Team just moved beyond him. It's nobody's fault. He was injured. Well, it comes well, it's Barkas's fault. Cause well, that, yeah, that yeah. well, it comes full circle, doesn't it? Because Julian being the hero of that, that cup final, the, yep. guy, the guy that won his yep. last cup final against Rangers. So... Just and the guy who went to Dubai on crutches and gave everybody COVID. <laughs> yes, well done. Um, I remember that. That was so bizarre. But look, I'm trying to bring it back to the cup final just to close the podcast out. Um, join us on Patreon. We have got loads of cup final stuff. It's when we really gear up. We're going to do a live cup final breakfast. It's like a, it's the build up for yeah. the cup final with your three podcast pals on patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims. Um, I'm nervous about the game. Yeah. I, I, just want to, I just want to put a button on my face. I'm, I'm nervous on, my game, on the game. I think we need to be we need to be right on it. Oh, we yeah, need yeah. to be right on it. And it's very difficult for me to judge what a right on it Celtic team look like right now because of the quality of opposition. But Rangers in the same boat. Yeah, Rangers yeah, have not yeah. had anyone anywhere near as strong as us. Um, and they get absolutely gadushed in Europe <laughs> against um, against top class opposition. Yeah. The 2-2 the -two game, you're right. They did a good job against us. Can they pull that trick one more time? Will we find a way to do it? Can they do that to McGregor and Rio Hitati and Aaron Moy if he plays or O'Reilly all at the same time? I'm not sure. Um, no John Lundstrom. I'm not really... Morelos looks like a 
a, a, a busted flush. The yeah. guy's a busted flush. So they've got roof back. They've got Kolach. Hey, Tillman missed the last game right enough. He's been he's been quite impressive for them yeah, recently was, as well. He, he caused us problems. He caused yeah, us problems. He's got a hamstring problem. I think Jack has missed the last game good. or so as well. Yeah, good, <laughs> yeah. good. So, um, I, right. not because you know I'm frightened of Brian Jack. Just the more misery that <laughs> piles into that man's <laughs> life, the better. Um, so I so it's going to be a really tight game, but I think we owe them one. I think we all want to shut up Michael Beale. Oh, he stood God, in front of the please, mirror. Please. He said, Posta Coglu five times. I want Ange to appear <laughs> behind him and cut his head off for his comments. That's what I want. Um, but, you know, it's going to be our tense 90 minutes. It's going to be a fraught game in a terrible stadium on a terrible pitch. Melly. Uh, you're really painting a nice picture of how my <laughs> Sunday's going to go, but well, it's going to be horrible, tense when you're watching the game. But at the final whistle, the elation, you'll forget all about it if Celtic wins. So, as always, Celtic, fight and win. Fight and win. Yeah, I'm I'm equal parts nervous and confident, but that, that comes with the, yeah. not only a cup final, but a, a cup final of this nature, a, a big mm. derby and all that as well. It's, it's always going to bring with it certain I'll be nerves. honest, my main thing is wanting to shut up their manager. That's uh, the main thing. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I mean, with that will come... Slabbery little <laughs> grease ball. <laughs> yeah, well... well Pot-bellied weasel, <laughs> little slug, yeah, little slithery little. We're slug. getting coarse now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too much swearing in the podcast. Don't think you won a podcast award for filth. No, you know? <laughs> but I, I'm, it's very, very similar to how I approach pretty much all of these games. Right enough, there is all that kind of, always that childhood trauma where mm. I, I dread games against clubs called Rangers. So it is that, I, but I, I have to, you know, it, the cliche is the form book goes out the window and all that. But it would take an awful lot to throw Celtic's form that they showed against Aberdeen entirely out the window as if it was if we're just starting from baseline, starting from scratch. I look at that game and think, nobody can live with that in this country. Rangers you know, are the the best opposition we're likely to face in this country, but even still that's that's a level beyond. I just need to hope that Celtic can can bring that to the game. And they can. Mm-hmm. Of course they can. That's the whole objective. That's Angie's whole thing. On a wee measurement between the banter years and the childhood trauma. But more towards yeah, the, the banter years, mm, but quite in the middle as well. Yeah. So it could be even, but we should be able to shade it. And on that, support us on Patreon, you shits. <laughs> if you don't support us on Patreon, follow us on YouTube or leave a comment or retweet us or tell your dad about the podcast. Tell your friends about us. Join us for the like build up on patreon.com. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and we'll see you next week. 
The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.